The Glory Game, brought to you by Hull Spares, an official Tottenham supporters group. Okay, well, uh, welcome to The Glory Game, the Spares show, brought to you by the official Spares supporters group. And today we're joined with Andy, Hi. Uh, Simon and Hi. Ben joins us. Hi, again. fellas. So, uh, we've just been discussing, lad. It was quite a while since we did the last one. This is the second episode we've done. Look at all the stuff that's happened in between that that last episode. I think the last episode we just booked our place at Wembley to um, play in the League Cup final with with Man City. But since then, what's happened, guys? (laughs) Because it just seems like from one extreme to the other, we were top of the league for so long, and now we're, we're looking at all the... People say Mourinho should be out, so I know it's a meaty one to start with. But um, Andy, well, I think I guess we'll go to you first. What what do you think's going on? Well, I had a full out of air before the last podcast, and now look at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, it's a tough one, isn't it? I think one of the issues as being a Spurs fan. I mean, I've been a Spurs fan over forty years. It's the hope and expectation that kills you. You know, we weren't playing great, but we were getting some gritty results, and. For some, I was reading an article yesterday about the West Ham game. You know, we're three 0 up, and we came back. They came back to draw three three, and that to me seems to be the turning point. Yeah, it's a case of get a goal and just don't lose, but we're just not very good at holding a lead. So um, yeah, there's there's something not right. Um, I mean, things that we're going to discuss later with some of the questions that me and Ben have been chatting about behind the scene regarding Mr. Mourinho. Um, is he the problem? No, I don't think he is. Um, I think it's... When when he was first appointed, my first thought was, uh, it's leave his last chance. He's done everything. Um, he's had the protégé, he's had the fan favourite, he's got the serial winner, and every one of them has failed. The old head in red nap. Yeah. yeah. So, where do we go? It's it's a tough one, and I'm sure we're going to get onto it a bit further in the pod, Sam. And in a nutshell, what, what do you think is going wrong? Sinking ship. I think that's what we are at the moment. We started well, playing good football, and since Christmas, it's all going downhill. And I think Amazon program might have had something to do with it, with the Deli Alley being called lazy in training, and I think it's backfiring. So you, you can clearly see that some of the players are happy and. Obviously, some of the players aren't happy with... Uh, Mourinho, sorry, isn't happy with some of the players. So do you think that's the catalyst to, to where it started to go wrong then? When, yeah, when that was there? yeah, 100%. That's where it started. We saw uh, a different side of Danny Rose in that documentary. And I think Danny Rose has upset a lot of Spurs fans with his behaviour or how he was portrayed, let's say. Because um, obviously, we all know what editing can be like. Um, Delhi. You know, there's the infamous where he comes in as he kicks the bottle or throws the bottle and he says, hoof and defend, that's all we seem to be doing or something along those lines. Um, yeah, Amazon could be a good catalyst. Yeah. So, Ben, you know, again, in a nutshell, where do you think it's, it's gone wrong? Yeah, uh, we're a funny old club, aren't we, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you've got to look at every party going. Levy, players. I, I, I want to say managers, but I don't think you can. Because I think the two previous in Levy and the players both contribute to the downfall of every manager we've had for a long time. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I don't think the turnaround of the players is good enough from the you know the transfer side of it. We've got too many mediocre players that have been at the club for too many years. You know, look at. Um, now I don't want to single them out because well, I'm going to single them out. Single them out, mate. But it's, it's, you want to <laughs> <laughs> players like Eric Lamella. Look how long he's been at the club, and what's he? What has he brought to the club in those years? And we've still got him. And who's going to come in and pay money for a player like Lamella? Seriously. Dude, and I read, I, sorry, I read something this morning about um, Liverpool and Marcelo in particular, and they look like they want to ship him out. Um, you know, they reckon that he's extended the life, his life of the club, and again, turnaround, and that's what three, four years he's been there. Yeah, exactly. You can clearly see that it, it links back to what Pochettino was saying about this painful rebuild. Um, yeah, I think I think he was absolutely spot on. And and for me, there's two ways of looking at that. One, he was absolutely right, and that half that squad needed to be shipped out, which we didn't do. We was haggling probably over a few million to get players out. That that I think that is our biggest downfall is we don't get players out the door quick enough. No, that that that's when it should have happened. As soon yeah. as Poch went. We should have just done it. The problem with that, though, Ben, is the fact that I don't think it was the right time for Poch to undertake that because by the time the Champions League had finished, Poch had turned... We mentioned it in the last podcast. Pochettino looked as though he was, he'd had enough at Spurs. Yeah. I would have loved to have yeah. undertook that painful rebuild and got the, exactly the players that he wanted. But I don't think his heart was in Spurs anymore. And I think that's one of the reasons why he was maybe sacked um, and Mourinho yeah. was brought in. And Mourinho has had to pick up, like you say, Ben, he's had to pick up limited um, passages of football or whatever with with a limited squad. That's that's, that's Yeah. And at the end of the day, respect to Mourinho for winning everything he's done, but we know that he cannot win it on the basis of what he's got at Tottenham. Really, realistically, looking at the back end of his managerial career, he's always had that back end. Yeah. Even at the, United. One check, of the things that are really... Sorry, Andy. I, yeah, I was just going to say, so he's always been renowned as a checkbook uh, manager, hasn't he? He uh, says he had it at Chelsea, obviously Real Madrid, Inter to a degree. Um, yeah. You know, he's always had somebody who was willing to splash the cash. Yeah. One of the best things that I really wanted to to know and I don't think he can find it out but I wanted to know what he thought of the Spurs squad compared to all the other squads he's had success with and and see how they compared now if they compare that some of them are you know the squad's better than say the Inter Milan squad or better than the probably not the Real Madrid squad but the Chelsea squad then that gives you an indicator of yeah we can get success with them players but I think if we're being honest the squad of players he's got is far worse than any of them squads he's had we, I think, for the last couple of years, we've wanted um, quality and depth. You know, so it's like we had under the last couple of years of Poch, he had his like starting eleven and two or three on the bench. You know, we always looked at our bench and thought it was quite weak. And now we've got more or less two players for every position, but the quality is just—it's non-existent. Yeah. Um, you know, as as I say, as you looked at that bench the other night against Chelsea, and you see Mora. Um, Lamella, Bale, you know, we'll come on to Bale, I'm sure, in a short while. Um, you know, it's and you just look and you think, 
a lot of people say we we want Deli Ali in the middle, you know, creating those chances. We need that creative midfielder. We're not playing the style of football suitable for a creative midfielder. You know, it says we get the ball and it's hoofed long and it's get it away from the defence and the midfield. So, you know, we put a player in the middle to dictate the play and I don't think anybody knows what to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree with that. I think I think that's why you're seeing... I mean, I know Harry Kane's had to change his game, but I think this is why we're seeing him drop ever so deep at times because, you know, he's, he's not one for holding up the play. Um, you know, he's, he, he can do it, but, you know, some of the balls he's played over the last few seasons have been absolutely spot on, but he's now having to come back to pick the ball up to to assist um, because there's there's nothing in that, like, attacking third. Mm. You know, the quality's not there, but... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Simon, going back. What, what are the sort of players that you you think that they've had the days in the Spurs squad? You know, a lot of these players have been around for a long time now. Um, you know, what what's your thoughts on the squad? So where do we start? Well, let's start the goalkeeper, Larice. Yeah, get rid, get rid of him. He's out of age. No way. He needs to cash in. I mean, you've got Larice and Johar as as like one and two there, um, both aged. Um, on his day, Larice is world class, but you know he does flap a lot. Um, you know, he, I think he's cost us a few goals over the past couple of seasons, put under pressure by the defence. But um, so yeah, if we look at goalkeepers, Gazaniga's just gone out on loan. I think that's the end of him at Spurs. Personally, I think he'll go in the summer. Um, yeah. And then what do we do from there? We've got the young lads coming through. Um, is it? Uh, I'm going back. I remember the kid's name. Is it Whiteman? Um, We've got Whiteman and Austin, haven't we? Yeah, it's Austin as well, isn't it? Yeah. So you know, but you're not going to trust a youngster in Premier League football. Or was it was that Alan Hansen? You never win anything with kids. <laughs> so, so Larice is on the in the black book. Then the problem with I have with Larice replacing Larice because I think he's. I still think he. I think he saves more goals than he. Contributes to letting in, if that makes sense. Yeah, so I, I would. He's still on. He's still favourable for me. But who do you replace him with? Because there's not many keepers out there. I mean, you look at Chelsea and the problems they had bringing their keeper in. There's not many keepers out there that you could feel confident dropping him straight into a Premier League. Team. I, I, I don't think we'd get him, but I'd love Henderson from United. Yeah, he's you know, he'd, he'd be my fair shout, but you know, I don't think Man United will sell to us. He's a young keeper, though, isn't he? I mean, I think you, a younger keeper like that, you're going to have equal amount of problems with as you are with Larice now. I, hmm. I think it's either a really experienced keeper, or you pay a, a, a loads of money and get the best out there, like or Black or some someone like that from. Atletico Madrid, so I, I think that is a difficult one. I think there's glaringly obvious ones though in, in the squad and in, even yeah. in the best team at the moment. I think that's the problem. A lot of these players that have stunk the place out for years, they're in the first team. Yeah. Ben Davis, yeah. Eric Dyer, yeah. Serge Aurier. They're, but, they're yeah, good but players. You've just mentioned the defence then. Um, you know, I love Turby, but I think he's he's past his sell by date. Great as a, you know, to come in from the bench. Um person I'd love to see Rodan and Tanganga given a shot at central partnership. Um I see a lot of quality in them too. The young lads, yeah, they're gonna make mistakes, but get them in, get them, you know, bedded in the first team. 
Um, you go on to left and right back, as you say, Ori or Ben Davis. Doherty's not worked out as we'd have hoped. Um, is that a confidence thing with him? I don't know. Or is he just not good enough? Um, Jerry's out for me. And uh, obviously, Serge, uh, Serge Ori, uh, sorry, uh, Regulon on the other side, quality, absolute quality. Um, but if you read the rumours in the papers, you know, it says apparently he's saying yes to a Real Madrid return. Well, you, yeah. can't, you, can't, you can't be surprised at that, really. I mean, it probably is his dream to play for Real Madrid. But, I mean, you look at the back foot. I mean, this is the really thing that, that is glaringly obvious for me of why we're failing. You look at how good he was when we had the best record, defensive record. Look at that back four we had. Now, I don't want to keep going on about the past, but we had Vertonghen, Alderweireld, Rose, who was in his pram, and Walker. And yep. we had the best... We had the best record for what two seasons or something. Yeah. You look at the team now, look at the team against Liverpool, Doherty, um, Dyer, Roden played that game, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Davis. And it's it, 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 we're talking about Mourinho having organised sides. Brighton was an organised side. That back four we've got, they haven't got a clue. And it it only highlights when you see stuff like. Eric Dyer against Chelsea, giving that penalty away. He's just a clown. Yeah, he's an absolute clown to me. And you love Dyer, don't you, Simon? What do you think about what do you think about <laughs> Dyer, he's Simon? Best player. Uh, yeah, I think I think everybody's um, you know on the same page now with Dyer. Um, yeah, it's Tactical. got to a point where I've I've lost patience in them players. I've given them the benefit of the doubt, season upon season, saying. You know, Dyer's had good games in the midfield when he was he was playing there and he was all right and he had a season where he was really good. Um, he was brought in as an actual defender in the first place. So I don't understand the, the, the weird thing around, well, he wants to be a defender now. I've always classed him as a defender, but he's, he's yeah. just not a good defender. He's all heart and he's all action and he'll put his body on the line. But for us, we really lack a back four with good judgment, um, good positional sense, um, it's all lacking in our players, and I think it's killing us. Ben, what what do you think? No, I completely agree. Going back to what you said about when we had the good defensive records, I think it was the fifteen sixteen and the sixteen seventeen seasons. If you look at every one of them four players in that back line, like you said, they are all in the prime. Every one of them four players was in the prime, and they could have played for anyone on that day, you know. Yeah. But we haven't moved forward from there. If anything, we've moved backwards. Mm. You know, Tur- Tur- I love Turby, don't get me wrong, but he's what, early 30s now. And you can see that he's not the player that he was. I think his confidence has been shattered though as well. Yeah, it will, it really will be though, won't it? You know, it's going to be. I mean... I... So what's, what's the answer then to the back four? Until the end of the season, what's the answer? Because I've seen a lot of... People say you've got to keep a, a you've got to keep the same back four no matter what mistakes we're making. Um, obviously, we've been dealt injuries with Regulon because he he is a brilliant player and I think we really miss him. But what what's the answer to the end of the season? Back four only. Ledley. Well, I, I, I changed the formation and have a back three and try and get someone in the middle because we're just lacking nothing in the middle. So if you take that extra defender out, push him in the middle, change the formation, mix it up a bit. Might be somewhat worth watching. Good change. So which three? Toby, well, Rodon, Tanganga. 
I, I would like, like to see Mourinho come out and be honest and say, right, I'm going to play the young kids this season, give them the rest of the season, see how it goes. If it doesn't work, I've tried, I'll hold my hands up, rather than just chucking them in and not saying anything. Yeah, throwing them to the wolves. So, have we, yeah. we seen the end of Sanchez? Have we seen the end of <laughs> Ben Davis? Are, are these players going to be leaving at the end of the season, do you think? I hope so. <laughs> I think there's a player in Sanchez, but he's just not given the chance and he gets the chances at the wrong time, don't he? Yeah. He he's, he's another one. He's another one lacking confidence and it shows. I'd, I'd rather have Dyer than Sanchez. Um, you know, it's, it's um, full of promise, but again, is is like Lamella. How long have we been saying like the promise for Lamella? Yeah. Um, you know, it's is. I just don't think he's good enough for Premier League football, especially top half Premier League football. Um, so yeah, to me, Sanchez has to go. Um, ben Davis, is he a good backup? I don't know. Yeah, I think for me, I think the really the, the really easy way to figure this out is if you say what of any of our defenders gets into a top six side. I think that's the level that you judge our players on, and so there I, you can't go. Think, I can't think of any of them to be honest, apart from Regulon. Yeah, I don't think so, Reggie. And that and that's pretty scary for me, considering we were you know we were all talking about pushing for a title and stuff and. It's such a weird season because that first half of the season, you know, we did have a really tight defence and it did seem as though something had clicked. However, now it's just like clown central all over again. So we'll we'll move on to the midfield then. So obviously, if you guys are thinking about a three, then that takes that takes um, that takes someone out of the midfield really. Where I think we've had problems with numbers. Yeah, what, what are we talking about midfield then? For Definite starter. I'm going to make that. Christo! <laughs> oh. For me, definite starter. Um, I think sometimes he's gone too defensive. He's playing like those two defensive midfielders where we don't need it or we've not needed it. And I think that takes away that extra bit of creativity just in front. Um, you know, to me, it should be one of, let's say, Heiberg. I mean, to me, it'd be the first name on the sheet. I think he's been an absolutely outstanding sign in this season. He's... He's got that mentality that we've missed. Um, and it's whoever. Um, Winks, um, I'm out on Winks. You know, so that I honestly, I can see, again, it's, it's that horrible word. I can see promise, but no, I don't, I don't know. Um, Sissoko, again, all heart, commendable for that, but not for me. Is uh, so then you go Tange, yeah, and you know, deep player Heiberg and Tange just in front being that little link. It, it's a shout. Tange has been again since last season, he's pulled his socks well up. Um, going on what we're saying about Mourinho, Mourinho publicly slating him, he's come back stronger. Um, but how long for? Well, I think that the fact that he's now saying that he can play 90 minutes and that he was trying to get him into shape where he could play alongside Hoiberg, um, I think now he's, he's at that time where he needs to, I think he needs to step it up even further than Dombele because I think he's an absolute class player. Um, every time he gets the ball, you just think he can create something, but I just don't think he offers that stability Sissoko does yet. But the problem with putting Sissoko in is I just think he's useless. I don't think he's good for anything. I I, I don't want to like seem as though I've got 
an agenda against the circle. But I don't actually know what he does well apart from helping Sergio out when he's up the pitch. Uh, and I, I just, I just don't think that adds enough to a team. I completely agree. Um, I don't know if anyone else picked up on it, but against Brighton and Chelsea, he he was walking around the pitch. Yeah. There was no drive from him whatsoever, attacking or defensive. He was just walking and jogging at best to get back to position. I noticed that. And anyone who's played midfield in the Sunday football or Saturday football um, knows that you you just got to constantly be back and forward. Yeah. And sometimes I just don't see that from players. And, and it, it, it's... It amazes me how players don't sprint back, especially yeah. when there's gaping holes in our midfield. And you saw against Chelsea the other night, man, there was just like acres of space that Chelsea were just, they weren't even into. running. There was just mm. like walking around passing the ball. And another one of our big problems, I think, is we can't tackle as a team. We are terrible at winning that ball. And it, and it comes from, and I called him out on the last podcast, it comes from Son. I don't think I've ever seen him win a tackle. He runs with intent and he and he, he works hard to run down. But even against Brighton, you saw them centre halves just he really easily kind of turn and go past that, you know, and he just runs past. I think the judgment of our tackling and and Winks is the same, and I don't think Sissoko is really that great at tackling. I don't think we compress the ball um, like a lot of these teams no. in the ball, like Leicester and Liverpool. I think they do it so much better than us, but I, I, and it puts us under pressure. Going back to Son, going, going back to Son saying he can't tackle. Do you think when he got red carded against Everton, he might have something to do with it? Knocking his confidence. Injury to Gomez. I just, I, I think it, again, it comes down to judgment, and and I don't want to call him out too much because, as I said before, it's not really his job. It's his job to score goals and run at people, but he ain't really doing that anymore. But when I see the press, with the so-called press. I just, I don't think we're very good at it. I think the best person who's good at it is Mora, Lucas Mora. I think that's all he's good for, mm. which is ironic. Um, Apparently his price tag's gone up, hasn't it? <laughs> 45 million. <laughs> Rupees. <laughs> so, so let's just go the one with his has been shot, hasn't he? Mora, since the yeah. Champions League final, he's probably the same. Yeah. But when the manager does the dirty on you, don't pick you for the final, what do you expect? I think he's yeah. just written down his contract. I don't know about that. I think that's long enough in the past now for him to have got over that. Is that he's he's another player who just doesn't bring enough to the table. But it could and be one of the players who'll go to somebody else's team and be a superstar. Yeah. There's certain yeah. players what just don't fit in certain teams and when they move, they fit in perfectly. Well, that's the problem with Spurs have got the moment. Half of their team, what? And I, th- I think it goes on to what we were saying about um, keeping players too long and the value. You know, again, not not taking the mick, Ben. You know, no, but no. All all joking aside, I bet Levy is looking for thirty, thirty-five million for some of these players. He wants top dollar, for and they're not worth it. It's why they don't get sold. Yeah, it's, it's, it just wants too and much. It's the environment as well, though, because a lot of them players bed in at spares. They've got amazing facilities for training, and the ground's brilliant. And I think a lot of them obviously want to stay in London. I think it's hard to shift some of these players. Yeah. And I think it. I think that's another reason why we don't bring in enough um, uh, players uh, at different parts of the season. Like, um, I don't know, it's just you, you, anyone who's not performing, your Davis, Lamella, all the people who haven't performed for years, just get them out of the club and, get, and bring in 
I wouldn't even mind bringing in like championship players or you know, just to replace them in the squad. Yeah. Um, so that so we talked about midfield then. So let, let's move on to the forwards. So we've we've got you know we've got the bill situation. So what what's going on there then, fellas? I've always been a big believer that you don't go back. You know, I said it's it's something that's been stuck with me for a long time. Um, you know, he's come back and we're all expecting Gareth Bell from seven years ago. And is well, he's seven years older. You know, is it's he hasn't got the the pace that he once had. He's still got the class, don't get me wrong, but um, you know, personally i I love the guy, but to me he shouldn't have come back. I think it's tarnishing his legacy. It's not was, going to get. Was there not a point, part of you that was excited though, when it was kind of all the the fever around it was starting to develop, and it was an actual, you know, this could happen? Because I was like ecstatic with that. I was, I was chuffed for it, and you know, one of my biggest things, I hope, what I thought is the merchandise will sell, will raise some profits, and leave him might put his hand in his pocket. But <laughs> it's, um, you know, it's, it's a fantastic marketing opportunity. Don't get me wrong, but. So, you know, I'm, I'm an old cynic. What can I say? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I was, you know, when he does score, I do get, you know, I still get goosebumps. But is, you know, you look at the press, and we've been sent a picture this morning, haven't that we wanted to discuss um, about Bale, about you know what is what is worth, and is it worth it? So let me let me find it. So the Bell, uh, was it you that sent it, side Bell con- yeah, con- yeah, contract breakdown, weekly wage six hundred and fifty thousand. Spurs wage contribution three hundred and twenty-five thousand. Cost per goal one point three million. Cost per chance created six hundred and fifty thousand. Twenty-eight thousand pound cost per pass and nine thousand pound cost per minute. It's, it's clearly not worked out at the moment. But is is that not down to Mourinho, Simon? Is that not down to him? He's not even getting in the team. Well, Mourinho might look at it one or two ways. He's only on loan. So you might as well use a squad member and get them confidence building up and just let Bill fill in when he can. But you need Bill now, don't we? We need him firing all cylinders. And as you've been told in the long run, we're definitely not signing him at the end of the season. Is he back to Madrid? Who knows? If Mourinho knows he's going back, why would he want to play him? What about this rumour of hey. Bill saying that he only wants to play on the right? What was that, sorry? So, yeah, so the, there was, there was the rumour coming out the other day that Gareth Bale has told Mourinho that he only wants to play on the right. I, I don't know. I, I always take these things with a pinch of salt. I mean, even if he's gone to the manager and said, look, my preference is to play on the right, I don't think that's being unreasonable to Bale. If that's his, where he sees his best position, I'm sure he's not kicking up a fuss saying, no, I'm not playing left. Or It seemed a bit odd when we... Um, we had Doherty on the left wing back against, was it Brighton or Liverpool? Yeah. That was a bit of an odd decision. Um, I'm sure Bale could have done a better job than Doherty there. Um, there's something not right with Bale. I mean, you've seen him and he, he, he against even teams like Wickham and Marine and he's done all right, but he's not not pulled up any trees, has he? Yeah. You think Mourinho no. doesn't that right to be in the first team? He's not doing enough in training? You could say, I mean, this is this is the thing, isn't it? Says that we don't see what's going on behind the doors, and you can say that Bill, you can say it about Delhi. I know it's supposed to be carrying injury at the minute, is Delhi, but what's going on behind the scenes? What is Mourinho seeing that we're not 
Um, you know, I think against the Chelsea game the other night, I was reading a lot of different forums on Facebook, and the all saying is that was the team that they wanted to see. Now what? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's hey, a from? difficult question, isn't it? Because you're right. Where do, where do we go from here? That was probably our strongest available team. You looked at the bench, it didn't give me much confidence that any of them players could come do a job if, if they needed to be. So it, it leaves us in the situation now where where do we go forward? How do we start picking up points again? And and, and let's look at Mourinho because I don't think he's exempt from this. I know I've, I'm, I'm a bit of a... Um, I'll support him at the moment because I don't think he's got a squad that he needs, but I certainly think he's making tactical or selection errors. What, what do you what Yeah, do you think, I'm... I'm going to join you on that. I've said this for a few weeks now. I'm not Jose out. Uh, I'm never manager out. But I'm losing every reason to be Jose in because he's not showing me why he should be. But then, again, like we said before, you can blame the players, you can blame what he's got to work with. But he knew that before he came here. You know, And something has happened since we played Palace and drew and played for a draw. It was evident that we played for a draw. But I've been looking at something called shot creation actions, which is basically a pass across a dribble or a run into the box that leads to a shot on goal. And pre-Palace, we was averaging 19 and a half chances or shot creation actions for and conceding 18.8 against per game. But since that game, we've dropped down to only creating 15 per game and conceding 26 of these shot, shot creation actions. So, did, I don't did know... Did game come after the Liverpool game? The, the first Liverpool game where we got beat 2-1? Because Jermaine Genus has come out and said that's the turning point I he thinks think, when it was the Liverpool game. The, the first I think one. it did, because they went and beat them 7-0, didn't they, I think? Yeah, but again, I think it's I think it's got to do with trust as well. I think after the West Ham West West Ham game that you were saying earlier, how do you go and concede those three goals so late in the game? I think the players don't trust each other. I don't think they trust themselves when they're defending, and I don't think Mourinho trusts any of them. But why are we still seeing the same approach to games week in week out? If that's the case, you know. Yeah, uh, well, again, it comes back to the squad, though, doesn't it? I mean, what what yeah. ways? He's, you've, we've seen lots of different ways he's tried to play. Um, you know, even at the start, at the start to the middle of the season, we were saying in the last podcast that he's he's played games and and they played differently to what they did before. Now, with he got, I think he got in a bit of a set rhythm that they'd found with this two holding midfielders, Soak and Hoiberg, soak up the pressure and get them on the on the break. Um. I just don't think you can play like that against Palace, against Wolves, against all these teams that we should be attacking, especially at home. Yeah, um, yeah, completely. So, well, the, the thing is, you know, he had us. It's easy to forget that he had us at the top of the league for a few weeks after getting results that we wouldn't usually get. Yeah, but for me, it's as if it's obviously we can't sustain it. But why can't we? It's got to be somewhere in the players. That just mentally they can't they can't play that way. 
Well, so it's we're not tiring to defend a full yeah. game, though, isn't it? I mean, you must, yeah, exactly. you must look at the defenders and think, Jesus Christ, I'm under the cosh all game. I've got no support or relief from attack after attack on the other yeah. end. So you can clearly see why mistakes start coming in. But I yeah. the, the, thing, the thing for me is, Marina has every right to drop these players when they're making horrendous decisions and horrendous mistakes, which are costing us games. And the problem is, that's happening with a lot of players throughout the squad especially in the defence. So that's why we're seeing the constant rotation of defenders because they're just, every time we're playing, we're going to end up, we're going to end up with no one to play. (laughs) (laughs) The way it's going. We're going to run out of players before we run out of ideas. So obviously, like everyone's been saying, well, a lot of fans have been saying Mourinho. I think a lot of fans from the start, a lot, a lot of fans wasn't happy that we got Mourinho and it felt like a different type of manager from what we should have at, at Tottenham. If Mourinho does go, guys, what what what's the next step? How do we get out of this mess? Simon, what, what do you think we should do? Well, manager-wise. Manager-wise. Say Mourinho gets sacked, which I don't think he will do, but but but, but where do you stand on it? Do you want him do you want to keep him? Do you want him out? Or would you who would you replace him with? Um well I never wanted him in the first place. And to replace him. The way Levy works, he'll probably go something like Stephen Gerrard on the cheap, which I think could do a job. But would he go to Liverpool if Liverpool come calling for him if he was manager of Spurs? I think the way Gerrard's turned Rangers round, I'd compare Spurs to Rangers. I know somebody might laugh at that comment, but you've got to think where Rangers was compared to Celtic and where they are now. He's a midfielder. He could build the team round the midfield, which we haven't got, obviously, and start from there. So, Stephen Gerrard for you. Andy, Andy, what would you do? Um, again, I've been having this conversation with Ben. I'd, I was never in the Mourinho camp. And, you know, the way I see it, I'm a Tottenham fan. I'm not a Mourinho fan. Um, I'll be a Spurs fan long after he's gone. I was a Spurs fan long before he was here. Um, he's our manager. I'll support him. Um, I'm not enjoying watching us. I'll, I'll give you that. It, it's not. He's not the problem. Um, my, when he when he appointed, and I, I was quite vocal on it. Is I'll support him, but this is Levy's last chance. You know, like we said earlier on, Levy has done everything. He's brought in the legends. He's brought in the up and coming, the proteges. Now he's got the serial winner and. None of it's worked. So I don't think it matters who comes in. I think leave is the problem, um, personally. I'd, you know, if I had to pick a manager, and again, I'll, I've gone on record, I'd love uh, Nagelsmann from um, Leipzig. But I think Levy needs to take the responsibility now. I think for a long time, Levy has wanted Mourinho as manager. Now he's got him and it's not working. I think the book stopped with Levy. If Mourinho goes, Levy has to go. And I won't give my other opinion that I said to the lads about, you know, it's a little bit dark, but, um, you know, about Mr. Lewis. So, <laughs> so. I, th- I think we can probably get what, yeah, we get that. what you're going what, what, to <laughs> try to say anyway. So, Ben, what 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 would you do? Um, I'm going to pretty much echo, echo Andy on that. Um, I think it doesn't matter who comes into the club trying to get them players to do what the manager wants and Levy ain't going to change. 
So we're going to be stuck in the same situation that we've been in for years with yet another manager. And then it comes to an end. You know, the players stay, manager gets sacked, Levy don't change, we don't invest, and it starts again. Um, I think if we was to change managers, it's going to be very hard getting a manager worthwhile getting to come to Tottenham. You know, um, I've seen people saying, saying Allegri, they want Allegri to come in, but for me, He's a manager who plays the same pragmatic football Mourinho does. Mm. So, you know, that didn't make sense to me. But, you know, Nagelsmann, uh, Eric Ten Hag, Hansi Flick, any of them, but we're never going to get them. You know, why would they come to Tottenham? A lot of when... people said Rodgers. What, what do you think about Brendan Rodgers? Yeah. I don't think would he leave, leave Leicester. Would he leave think... Leicester to come to us? Exactly. That's, that's why I picked Gerrard. Gerard are probably not feasible option because it'd be cheap to get. I, I think Gerard's waiting for the Liverpool job. I is think. Gerard, yeah, yeah well, I, I reckon say, if he gets there, then Liverpool came as good. Is he not in like a Liverpool runs through him? I just it, yeah, like a lot of people say Mourinho didn't feel like a right fit. I don't think Gerard would. Can you imagine no. Gerard, you know, going up against Liverpool? I'd, I'd rather give Ledley a shot at it than Gerard to be to be honest. Um, I'll just give you my thoughts on it. And I, I was really excited when we got Mourinho because what I, I thought it was is I've never really liked him. Uh, he was at Porto and stuff like that. I, I, I didn't mind him because it felt like a breath of fresh air. So I've never really been a fan. But what I was excited about is he's won trophies everywhere he's been. So I thought, right, that gives us a really good opportunity to start seeing us pick up some silverware. So I'm 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 happy Mourinho's in, and I think he elevates the club in terms of the name and the stature of of that manager. He's one of the most successful managers in in history, and is at our club. And I think that for me was really positive. I think he's making some bad decisions, and I think he's stubborn, but I still think he can do a job at Spurs and get us to be more successful than we've been since the eighties. And for me, I'd, I'd, I'd keep hold of him. The problem is, it's all about money. We're, Tottenham cut the cloth accordingly. And that's why we don't spend tons and tons of money like Man City and Liverpool on transfers because we can't afford to. We might have Joe Lewis, who is a multi-billionaire, but it's been clear since the day he took over with Enoch, that is not his model. And I think if you look at the stats of teams that pay the wages as a league table, we're about where we should be because we're about six or seven highest pairs in the league. I just don't think that's any coincidence that you kind of get what you pay for. <laughs> and I think that, yeah. and I think as fans, it's really crap because we've been starved of seeing us lift trophies for so long. But I kind of think we're in a position that we deserve to be in any way. Yeah, I agree. Coming back to a point you made about not being able to buy big, uh, we can't, you know, we never have. Uh, but we don't even seem to be buying smart, if that makes sense. You know, uh, he couldn't get Fernandez because he went to United. So we got another Fernandez on loan. <laughs> but but he had a fifty million fifty million buyout or something stupid like that. <laughs> Why was we ever going to pay that for for that player? Well, it's the same with Vinicius now. I mean, it's yeah. about the same price, isn't it? About fifty million to, to buy him. Thirty-five, forty million, I think he is. But. Again, it's not buying smart. It's not being, you know, a smart club that we need to be because we can't just go out and throw money around. 
It's a shame, though. Some of the players that we missed out on, like Fernandez, who's linked so long with Fernandez, Grealish we could have had for an extra couple of million. Yeah. Um, it, it does make you... But then for every Grealish we've missed out on, we got a, we got an Ericsson for 12 million. So Exactly. I would, I would say we bought we have bought Smart in the past. Um, every now and again, there's a gem, isn't there? Yeah. yeah, it's just too you know, far and few between for me. For, for what we are and where we need to be, it's just not... I don't feel like we're doing enough. And I think that brings Steve Itchen into the firing line. You yeah, know. Possibly, yeah. I mean, there's the, I, I'd say, I think I mentioned to you, Ben, the other day, I'd get the guy in from, who was at Lille, because he had a great record. Was of, that Louis Campos? Yeah, Campos, yeah. I think, yeah. I think he's director there anymore. I think he was the sporting director, but he gets on well with, gets on well with Mourinho. I think the same agents, maybe. Um, he, he's obviously yeah, I think you're right. He's had Dingy and the coaching staff. Um, his name, I forgot his bloody name now, our assistant manager. Oh, Sacramento. Sacramento, yeah. So I think I think it'd be good. Um, so, right, let's move on then, because I think we've talked enough about our, our players and stuff. We've got <laughs> West Brom tomorrow. What, what, what do you think we're going to do tomorrow then, guys? Because we really need to start picking up points again, don't we? What, what, what do you think the scores are going to be tomorrow? I couldn't tell you. I can't, at this point, I can't even predict it. I said I was saying this to oh, Kirst the other night. I haven't had a Spurs headache for years since Sherwood, <laughs> and I've had a Spurs headache for about four weeks now. And I just, it's getting to the point where I'm just like, well, I don't know what we're going to do because I know for a fact we're going to see Dyer on the team sheet, and we know exactly what we're going to get with him. And ninety-five percent of our other players. So I'm just I'm I've hit a point. They're hard to watch at the like, moment, aren't they? Yeah, really, just, it's a real struggle watching that team at the moment. Andy, what yeah. do you think the score's going to be? I think West Bromwich Albion. Doctor Tottenham will see you now. <laughs> I, think, I think we'll get a point. I think one one. I just don't see where our ideas are going to come from. So I'd, I'd love to say, obviously, the bottom on their bottom of the table, but. We just lack confidence, and I think they'll come at us, and I think we'll scrape a one-one. How, how very depressing, Simon. What is what are your score predictions? <laughs> well, <laughs> the way it's going at the moment, I think West Brom will be happy to play us. They'll be probably loving it more than what Spurs will be playing West Brom. Um, going on formation-wise, I can't see it changing again. Uh, West Brom will probably put more attackers against our defence. And if West Brom get the early goal first, I think they'll win 3 1. I can't even see Spurs scoring. I'd give them a one, just a bit of luck. It really does feel like the, the days of Jerry Francis. Yeah. yeah. It's depressing. If you're a manager playing Spurs tomorrow, you just know what you have to do. Just play a lot forwards and attacking midfielders. Yeah. Bombard the defence. I think one of the things that I've noticed is it doesn't feel like we work hard enough in any game. It feels like the other team, we've made every team we've played, apart from Man United and Southampton in that second half, every team we've played have looked miles better than us. And I think it's, I think it stems from we don't, we don't work hard enough like we did in the Pochettino. I, I put a post up the other night about something similar. says, kick off, get, they get an early goal, we pass it around the back, lose the ball, hoof it forward. Half time comes, we come out, kick off, you know, press for a second, they come back, get a second goal, and then we start trying on about 82 minutes. 
Um, you know, all of a sudden they seem to look at that clock and think, oh, I've only got five minutes left. And the last five, ten minutes, they seem to up the game, but game's gone by then. And it seems to be a common theme that's been running recently. Yeah, I didn't like yeah. the narrative that came out after the Chelsea game as, in, as if we really went for it that second half. Because I don't think we did. Yeah. We had one head on shot. Good message. Yeah. After seeing your what you'd put, Andy, about leaving it till 80 plus minute, it was like clockwork. So Chelsea, yeah. 82nd minute was the first cross we got into that box. Yeah. Why are we no. so bloody hesitant to, to play first time balls and get crosses in the box? It drives me up the wall. We're so slow in our build up and we're so hesitant and indecisive of what to do. Bloody Sissoko, every time our Aurea gets the ball, just whip it in the box. You don't have to stand there and look at your options. Just get it in the bloody box. And it, it infuriates me the, 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 how slow we play sometimes. It to really me, does. That, I, I, I would say, what instructions are they getting from the bench or in training? Hmm. Another thing, to get the score, what formation would you play tomorrow? Considering you're playing West Brom. <sighs> Four four two for uh, four four two four. I don't know. I, I always think, I always think, Hoiberg shouldn't have a partner in the middle. He should sit in front of the back four, and then the midfield should be in front of him. The, I think. Yeah. I, I think Hoiberg has been brilliant, but I tell you what, there's some things that annoy me about him. I think he comes too deep. He sits. He more or less sits in that back four just to get the ball, and I think it then creates too much of a a. a a space We've in got the a, a void in midfield then, haven't we? Yeah. It happened against Chelsea. We had Hoiberg basically at the defence. The four forwards forwards were pushing and pressing the ball. But then we had like Tangy in the midfield. And there was about 20, 25 yards between the strikers, Tangy, and then the defence. And that's where there was just overrunning us into the gaps. Does that come back to the fact that the defence is naff and Hoiberg maybe don't trust them? Yeah, yeah because probably uh, does. The, the amount of times Dyer gives away possession is criminal, and and I can't believe he's not called out on it more. He, he, he every time he passes the ball, it goes to no one. Yeah, but that's it, though, isn't it? How many times have we seen Hoiberg in our penalty box winning the ball when it should be a centre back or one of your wing backs doing it? Yeah, true. So right, I'm gonna I'm gonna say one all. I think that's a good shout, that Andy. Um, I think it's a depressing. Depressing away point. Oh, it's at home, isn't it? Uh, a depressing one-all draw, I think, is is what I'm going to go for. Uh, right, we're going to move on now. Uh, we've got um, some group latest news. Andy, do you want to do you want to go through that? Yeah. Well, first off, happy birthday for this week, guys. You know, Matt, you're. I won't mention the number. Uh, I was. That was 20, <laughs> twenty-nine. I was this week. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, congratulations. You know, happy birthday to you guys. Um, we've had as our official supporters club we've had our first two mascots for the Chelsea game so congratulations mm. to Clara and Jude you did us proud she and the team couldn't do the same for you um, hopefully in the future with the working relationship we're going to have with the club we'll have more opportunities for other families and hopefully in a couple of years Ben Little Firth can get there as well and we might actually get to a game then so, yeah maybe so yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it was all all positive on that side. So uh, yeah, so I'd good. I'd just like to add in there that uh, we all send a big congratulations to yourself, Andy and Anna. Thank you yeah, very much. on your engagement. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do it a lot. 
Yeah. Yeah. Have a spare themed wedding. <laughs> well, our first thought was actually was hiring out the white art, so um, yeah, quite probably. <laughs> oh, fantastic. I know it'll be That's all right. Brilliant. White dress with a spurs back on. <laughs> as long as you don't have a I yeah on the spot on the dress. <laughs> yeah, but do I go for the off the shoulder number? But <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks guys. So yeah, so, so lots of positive things coming up for um for the members. So again, we're waiting for lockdown to end um and get back in pub. We mentioned today, I think we're looking at April. You never know, we might be in for the cup final. But let's cross that bridge. And we uh, might not want to be by then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we might have a new manager in place who who, who does a uh, uh, Ramos and, and wins a trophy. You never know. After not getting us <laughs> to the final. So predictions league then. Do you wanna you got that, Andy, or um, I shall just dig it up. So yeah, I think nobody predicted the correct score for the Chelsea game. Um, you know, I think it went to well one nil, and we had a couple of one nils for Spurs, and I went three nil Chelsea. You know, I hate betting against my club, but it's what I expected. Um, so no change as far as I know. Um, it's so hard. The prediction league is. I think I've got two points. It is. It's rock hard predicting a Spurs score. It is. So I think at the minute there's still two people joined up, so on six points. And I don't want to brag, but uh, <laughs> me. <laughs> that Back to the Future style almanac served you well, mate. Oh, it <laughs> uh, right, okay. So moving on, then we um, we obviously do this podcast and ask you guys to send us in um, questions and our thoughts. Um, I'm assuming we've got some from social media, Ben. Do you want to go first? Have you got some? Yeah, I've uh, got some here from Twitter and we've got one from Rob Holt again. Uh, the next transfer window is massive. Where do we all think we need to strengthen? I think there's one obvious one, isn't there? Oh, I love the pitch, isn't it? Yeah, everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. So, so, so let's let's set some boundaries then. So we've got, what we're saying, we've got 50 million, 60... Well, I don't know. I think transfers are going to be difficult now. I don't think we're going to yeah. see big... Numbers, I think you're going to see a lot of free transfers. So, so we, should we say three transfers and you've got 100 million? Who are we going to get in for that? I'd go for two strikers because Kane always gets injured and we haven't got a backup striker for the backup striker. <laughs> then we can at least we can change our in- inception of strikers. Well, Spurs have been lacking strikers for years. You can never change the formation to two out and out strikers up front. So what are you saying, Ings, Danny mm. Ings, would you get him? I'd get Danny Ings, yeah. I'd get Danny Ings and I'll get an up and coming striker just to fill in. Feels like we would need pace again, doesn't it? It feels like we need someone it's just like what's happened to what's happened yeah. to Son running at people? What's happened to Son getting to the byline and I saw it against Chelsea again. He, he had so much space down the wing and as Pulaqueta was not catching him. If he'd have kept running, as Pulaquetta would have stopped, he got to that point. And he cut back in and passed it to, I think it was Hoiberg on the halfway line. And I just thought, what are you doing? Yeah. If he'd have kept going. Who was that, yeah. sorry? Yeah, that no. was Son. That's Son. No, that was Son. Yeah. And I just thought, keep going, you know. You know, you can, you must know that you can do it. But I, it's, his confidence just looked gone. Yeah. So I, th- get, I think that's what it comes down to. You'd get in Danny Ings and uh, another striker like before, and uh, where else would you go? 
For me, playmaker in midfield. I'd I'd go centre back, playmaker, striker. And I think I think we need a new spine through that team. Mm. And as much as I love Harry and Son, um, we're relying on them way too much. And like we say, when it's Super Bowl season, so Harry's injured. It's um, funny enough to say Super Bowl tomorrow night is due back next weekend, so um, fits in well. Um, I, I can see, I can honestly see them going. And I hate to say it. I think that, you know, I love them to death and I don't want them to. But the way the club is going, I think if a big bid comes in for either of them two, I think Mr. Levy's eyes will light up. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I completely agree with that. I I don't think we can afford to refuse big offers for players now. Mm. The state that we're in, um, you know, we don't have money to spend. That's evident. And I think we are going to have to sell. I don't think no one does, though. I mean, who, who can no. come in and buy Kane and Son for the, for them prices well, that would would command? There's, there's probably three or four teams in the world, isn't they? And that's about it. Man City, mm. Man City, yeah. yeah, they can afford them, and they need a new centre forward. And I think Man City will come in. For the big he bit. has got injury problems, though. I mean, I mean, how many times in a se- every season he's he's getting ankle injuries and stuff? He's yeah. I think the other side of that, it, it did sign a new contract as we moved into the new season. You know, perhaps it it was signed into his contract that he had February off. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe so. So that's the transfer. So um, Ben, who would you bring in? Would you? I think we've, we've got to upgrade on our defence. We still need to upgrade on the midfield. And again, I think to get anyone worth signing, we are going to have to we, we are going to have to sell some key assets because you know we've got that many players we need to move on we're going to have the equal amount that we're going to have to bring in so I just think we're we're stuck in this kind of rut yeah we're just stuck in this sort of limbo now and again uh, it's I'm like a broken record on it but it's the problem we haven't been actively replacing and getting rid of players who aren't good enough over the past seven or eight years and now they're all stuck at the club and we can't get rid. Yeah. And the ones the ones we can get rid of, we can't afford to. Mm. You know? But yeah, you know, I think that's where we're at. And I think it's a, it's gonna be a real, real problem for us. And it is gonna be that painful, that painful big rebuild that has been sort of the elephant in the room for yeah. a few seasons now. I think it's um, I think it's difficult because a lot of clubs are going to be in the same situation. So it might turn out that a lot of players become available on free transfers, and that's the way the market yeah. goes from then on. I, I hope so because you don't want to be left behind in transfer market when all the, no. I mean, look at Chelsea. I mean, that, how ridiculous! Just go spend two hundred and thirty million or whatever it was on on them players, and what are the what have they got in return? I think clubs are now starting to get savvy and saying, why are we paying these players 80 million when they're coming? They, they, they can't even play in the Premier League. So yeah. hopefully it'll it'll just have a bit of a sea change where things just dial down a little bit in terms of transfer fees and then it might mean that we can compete a bit better. Um, anything else to add on that one before we move um, on to the next question? No, just I think I think we're kicking ourselves that we didn't get Watkins either. Oh, yeah, yeah it'd have been a good signing for me though. Right back, 
centre half and a midfielder. That's where I'd go. Yeah, I think that's pretty much spawn. We should have got Max Aaron's last summer mm. from because um, I think Man United are going to go for him this summer. Um, but again, it's what could have been. So I don't know. I think I think we'd have a decent chance of still signing him because I don't think he's getting ahead of Juan Pesaka if United are going to get him. Mm. He, he might. He might. He might want to come to Spurs, and I don't think he'd cost a lot as as well being in the Championship. Anyway, yeah, he, he he might not come. Right, next question then, Ben. Let's have a look. So we got one off our cast actually, and she said, uh, "Why is Jose so reluctant to start Vinny?" Don't trust him. Mm. I completely agree. Probably because if he gets injured, we're screwed. <laughs> yeah, he's like a Boy, squirrel, just put just digging his nuts away so he can come back to him if he needs. That's me. why I said the backup yeah. striker for the backup striker in the transfers. Yeah, yeah, I just don't think he trusts him. I think I think no. that's top and bottom of it. Mm. You've got to play him. He's on loan. If he gets injured, he's only a loan player. He's not what, one of his squad players. What, what do we think of him now? From what I we've like seen. him, to be fair, I think he's shown, albeit lower league clubs. You know, but he's shown that he can put his chances away if he gets them. And sorry, sorry, Ben. It goes back to exactly what he was saying. He says we're not putting the crosses in the box for him. Is not we're not playing to his strengths. And as a centre forward, you play to their strengths. Um, You know, is is a is a tall lad. You know, get those crosses in, and we we discussed it. We're we're taking that extra touch. He's running into position. Taking that extra touch, he's then run offside, so the ball can't go to him. So then they pass it back. Um, play to his strengths, definitely. Well, like you say, we got that crossing the other night, and he had a chance nine times out of ten. He might score it, you know. But yeah, the first, first one to the second half, wasn't it? That one, yeah. So. The other question is, do we sign him for next season? Is he worth signing because you don't know because he's not playing? So, how can you judge if he's going to fit in? I, I don't think they're going to sign him. I think for the money mm. they're talking, they could probably get Ings for that price. I think Ings is Ings out of contract or is it next summer? But I know I Southampton are struggling as well, aren't they? Yeah, they're talking 10 12 million for Danny Ings. Oh, is that all? Yeah, God, With, I'd snap their hands I'm off for that. Sure, I'm sure that his, his contract's up in summer because I was willing them to go for him in January. You know, he wants to play Champions League football, you know, it's our European football. Well, we are getting Champions League football. <laughs> well, we're going to win the Europa League, so we're going to qualify for the Champions League. Oh, actually, you are right. We have got a good chance, I think, with the Europa, yeah. You know, yeah right. not in league position, but um, I'd, I think Danny Ings should be a, a shoe-in, and I think if they can get Danny Ings, then Carlos is gone. Yeah, uh, I think you know, so thank, thank you, and, you know, good luck with your future endeavours, as they say. But, yeah, I, I just think, I don't think you trust him, and if you're going to play him, play to his strengths. Yeah. When you look at the transfer deal, it was a no-brainer for us because we got him on a try, you know, try try and buy. If it, yeah, it didn't work out. It's cost us nothing, but probably his wages. So you've got to put. You're right though. You've got to play him to judge anyone. You've got to play him, and that's the problem with Bale. He's not getting enough game time to to judge what he can do anymore. And I think it's a vicious circle, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Right, next question then, Ben, if you've got any more um, on your side. Yep, there was one more from Mark Stone, and I think we've, we've probably already covered it, but um, what has gone so wrong? 
<laughs> we'll <laughs> we'll do that in the next podcast because, as I say, we there's there's tons of things. I think yeah. no one's coming out of it with uh, with any any credit at the moment. Maybe a couple of individual players, but I think they're all flapping around and trying to get to the the heart of the problem. And I don't think I don't think it's, it's as easy as as what people think it is. No. I think sacking the manager's the the answer. So I don't know what you guys think on that. I completely agree with that. I'm just going to echo what you've said. You know, there's no easy answer to it. There's no obvious answer to it. So. So there was the questions from Twitter. Yeah, the Twitter it. ones. Yeah. Andy, have you got some from? Yeah, I've, I've got a couple. I've got a few actually. Um, you know, I'll come on to the happier one at the end, or slightly happier one. Yeah, let's leave it on a happy note. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, a couple from Instagram. So from Joey O'D, who says that's actually my lad. Um, I think again we've probably answered it, but it's it's worded well. With the way we're currently playing and the way Jose sets us out in mind, do you honestly believe that this current set of players are capable of winning with or without Jose behind the wheel? Well, without Jose, we've we've shown that we can't because we didn't get over the line with Pochettino as, as close as he got and as amazing of a job he did, we never won anything. Jose, who knows? We'll only know at the end of the season, won't we, I think? Well, we've got to a final, haven't we? We're one game away from Silverware, so, yeah. you know, come back to that at the end of April. Yeah, I think he's had, yeah. I think after the season, he will have had long enough where we know where we're going as a club, I think. Yeah. That's if he gets that far. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. If, if we lose tomorrow, that's, that's the first time, well, I, I don't even know, I know it was 2012 with the last time we'd lost three in a row. If we don't win tomorrow, or do we lose tomorrow? I can't remember the last time we lost four. Uh, yeah, there's people saying if he gets sacked, you've got to pay a £15 million lease clause or whatever, contract clause. Yeah. I'd pay it. Because the further down the league you drop, you're going to get less Premier League money. The higher you, you get your manager in, the higher you go, you get more it's, money. So that £15 million will come back. Million per place, isn't it? I think it goes, you know, the increments of like one and a half million. I've kind of resigned myself on the season, though, for for the league. I, I, I'm just keeping telling myself that, and I'm disappointed with the results. But actually, if we win a trophy, if we win the league cup, I'll be happy. If we win the Europa League and get into Champions League, I'll be delighted. And I'm just telling myself that's what we're going for. <laughs> it yes. might be a case of we are. It, we might be really, and that's why maybe people like Toby couldn't get in the side. He was maybe saving his legs or whatever for further down the league. Uh, the the season, sorry. The I, don't first, think, I don't think we're doing anything in the league this season. I really don't. I think the fact every team started off poorly and we had a reasonably good start, I think we'd got it in our heads that like we had a chance. You know, we had, like I say, results that we don't usually get against City, you know, that 2-0 against Arsenal, the 6-1 against United. And then, you know, looking back at the 5-2 against Southampton, They've lost 9 nil twice. It's a mad old so, season, isn't it? So, yeah. you know, I think that's sort of just sugarcoated the start of the season we had a bit and made it look that much much more better in our eyes when we was actually there. Well, Andy said it at the top of the show, didn't he? It's the hope that kills you. And every yeah. time we get in a situation where we're either being talked about as we can do it, we just melt... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we did it with Harry Redknapp when he was, you know, talk about him winning the league, and he got 
Nelson and Sahin. Um, <laughs> we could have got Tevez and I think Gary Cale at the time. Yep. We didn't push ourselves. We could have done it with Pochettino when I don't know. I, I never got. I, ne- I never thought that we was actually title contenders. I think we was the second best team when Leicester won it. I don't think anyone did this all any justice that late that year. Yeah. Champions well, League. We, we just always melt when it when it matters. We melt, and we have we've done it this season when we've been top for a month. And look at us now. The phrase that I often yeah. use is, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. I've gone beyond <laughs> madness. Mm. You know, and as I say, it's the hope that destroys you. So I just smile. So I'm not mad anymore, I'm just disappointed. So. There's, yeah. there's only so many things you can break in your house as well, isn't there? So there's, <laughs> I don't want to get a divorce. So I have got to kind of pull it back a bit. So uh, any other questions then? Yeah, got a, got a couple um, from Play Pro. Yeah, play pro limited. Um, that's our Scott. How is Eric Lamella still so one-footed? I don't think I've ever seen a top-level player so dependent on one foot. It must restrict how good he can be as defenders know what is what he does all the time. Surely they should work on it in training, but it doesn't seem like it. So I always used to say about Aaron Lennon. Um, I used to call him a crab because sometimes he got a massive burst of pace. <laughs> Shoot down the wing and then seem to stop dead and then go sidewards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And as a say, so you know exactly what he's going to do. He's such but an I'd... odd one, Lamella, isn't he? He's such a weird one. I mean, look at him against Chelsea the other night. He came on, he was probably our best player. Although he didn't do a lot. But he's had eight years nearly now. Yeah. And we're asking the same questions year after year. I think it's time for him to go, unfortunately. Yeah. I, think, I think that highlights the full thing, though, doesn't it? Eric, Eric Lamella's come on and he's, oh. he's our best player. Mm. Yeah. You know. It's, it's a perfect way to sum that up, isn't it? I don't know. It's... I can't believe Scott called him a top-level player. It, <laughs> it, it, it links back to what we were saying earlier about these players who just have stuck around for too long and it's costing us. Yeah. It's just... he, he must be up there now as one of our longest-serving players. Well, once Rose goes, I think mm. he will be, won't he? Yeah, yeah. So must be pretty depressing, really, because again, he's he's offered glimpses of of being a decent player. I, I like I like how he's a bit of a bit of a shit house. I like that element to him, and I like how he puts in his his all, but not good enough. I don't think. I, I remember I was watching a game a couple of years ago. It was the North London derby, and I think he came on in about seventy eighth minute, and the one of the, the cooks in the local pub, he was an Arsenal fan and he was stood watching it with us. And Lamella came on and said, right, two things are guaranteed. He says, one of them is going to have a shot and it's going to go over the bar and it'll be booked within the first five minutes. And sure enough, within five minutes, both had happened. And he said, he says, is that what you all expect from him? He went, yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> do you think, he, do you think he, he runs really weird? It's like a real, it's real, it's real scatty, you know, he's kind of like too fast for his own self. He's like, yeah. yeah, his legs move faster really? than his brain. Headless yeah, headless chicken. Yeah, yeah, completely. Right, that's Eric Lamella out then. Yeah. So, so this one came through. It came through on um, private message because he said, "Not sure if this is a place for the podcast." Um, I think it's a perfect place, and I'd love to, you know, get everybody else's view. Do you think we have lost momentum since moving into the new ground? That's from Ben. Um, another Ben. What do you think, Simon? Well, 
you could judge Arsenal with that one. First season at their stadium. They're rubbish, weren't they? Mm. Watch that. that. <laughs> there is a trend in the Yeah, it's 50-50 with that one, isn't it? Our oh, form's not great at that stadium in, in terms of the... I don't know what it is, but I don't think the win ratio is as good as, as what it was in the last few years at White Hart Lane, for sure. I, I think, sorry, I, I think one of the biggest issues at the minute and the reason I think you could probably put a lot to it is the empty stadium. I think if that stadium was full, that team would know what we're th- thinking and feeling. Yeah. And I don't think Mourinho, I think Mourinho's getting away with a lot and, well, and Levy. I think they're getting away with an awful lot, the fact it is an empty stadium and, you know, they're reading, you know, social media or probably not reading social media and ignoring it and thinking everything's rosy. So I don't actually think it's the stadium that's the problem. I think the empty stadium is giving them um, an escape clause. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. Absolutely. I, I'd sat and I'd jotted that down the other night. I thought, if I'm sat here watching this and I'm feeling like I'm feeling, you know, I'm, I'm sick of the players, I'm sick of Levy, I'm sick of Mourinho, I'm sick of just everything. If there's 60,000 people sat there, I'm definitely not the only one yeah. feeling like this, you know. So you fill that stadium up full of people who feel the same. That, that's got to change something shortly. I, I remember something from years ago. Um, I can't remember what World Cup it was, but it was against Romania. And I remember reading something on Facebook or in newspaper. And I'm sure you'll all remember it. Uh, Phil Neville gives a penalty away. And, it's, and it said, uh, England was rocked by an earthquake um, at Thursday night at 7.35, it says when 65 million people simultaneously shouted, and I think it's the same. So I think if there's 60, say 59,000 people screaming at that club, they'd know how we feel. And I think the performances would be different. Yeah, so yeah. I, don't, I don't think the lockdown's helped us whatsoever. And I think mm-hmm. this affects them the ratio. Agreed? Yeah, no. fully agreed. Is that it for questions then? No, there's, there's the last one that we just started talking about. Obviously, we're wearing our, you know, our branded clothing, um, Sai and I. Um, and I got talking, I wore this shirt the other night and I must admit, I, I threw it in my wash basket because I was disappointed. <laughs> um, and it brought up a question. Do we have a lucky Spurs shirt or have expanded socks, undies, the things that you... Put on, you know, game day. No. I thought I did. We haven't won anything. (laughs) (laughs) I do do wear a football shirt when I'm watching Spurs. I don't know why, um, but I haven't got a lucky one. It's like, every time, I'm right, the same as you, sorry, Andy. When they lose, you just take it off and chuck it away. Yeah. I I wear something Spurs, whether it's a shirt, T-shirt, or, you know, whatever. Um, hoodie. I've always got something Spurs on a match day, but nothing like you say. It says oh, we haven't won anything. <laughs> Any of the ones for you? Go go back in my recycling bin. Uh, if I did, none of it is fit now anyway because it's been so long. Yeah. <laughs> so, the only other thing that I really wanted to mention 
with regards to members' questions and everything, this is uh, something that we're probably looking at for future podcasts, is inviting one of our members on to join in with our chat. Obviously, past couple of ones, we've had all the whole space committee and, you know, Matt hosting it. Um, so, yeah, something that we're looking at doing for future podcasts is inviting our guests on to join in with our conversations. So we'll open that up in the various social media outlets and get suggestions. Yeah, anyone, anyone's welcome. Anyone who wants to do it, just, I guess, hit up on, hit the group up on Facebook. That's right, Andy. Just let, them, let you all know that you want to do it. So, yeah, the more the, more the merrier. So we'll wrap it up there then. So um, just final predictions again. I've gone one all. I think, Andy, you went one all for tomorrow's game. All. Simon? 3-1, West Brom. 3-1, West Brom. And Ben? Yeah, I'm going to go for a draw. I think we'll go one nil up and we'll just throw it away. Well, anything really other do. than that, I I win. We'll all be happy then. Yeah. So yeah, thanks for coming yeah. on, my friends. <laughs> uh, this has been episode two. Um, you'll hear from us again in a, in a couple of weeks, I guess. So come on, you Spurs. Yep. Come yeah, on, you Spurs. That's my without you. So better win tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>